Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. In response to God, we're coming and we're presenting our lives to you afresh. Um, it is a privilege to be pr- um, sharing today. Um, over the holidays, I was reading a lot of the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, and as I was reading about um, David when he got anointed in the Bible, something just really started to leap out at me and I was like knowing that our anointing service was coming up and I was just so excited because I knew that this was going to be a significant moment in regards to us as a people, as a church, to present our lives to God and position our hearts towards God. God for this year. You know, when we make a decision for Jesus Christ, who remembers maybe you were at a youth camp or maybe you were in a church service, maybe you were in your bedroom when you first gave your life to Jesus. Who can recall that moment? Or maybe you have not yet met Jesus yet. But I know that it is one of the most important, it is the most important decision of your life. And it's this beautiful encounter with the living King. But it's not just a one moment that we continue to just hold on to that one moment. But it is a daily response to Jesus Christ to say that I am living for you. It's a daily commitment to say, Lord, every day I wanna walk with you. Every day I wanna know you. And today I really feel that today is gonna be a moment in faith as we encounter with God afresh again today and position ourselves and say, Lord, I commit my life. I commit my year to you. You know, we can just put the news on. Um, You can scroll on your phone and there is so many pages and articles that you can just keep scrolling and scrolling and there's all this information. We can hear so many different opinions. We can hear so many different views. But can I encourage us as Christians, there is something different that we carry. We carry the hope of Jesus Christ. We carry the message of Him. When the world is screaming, and the world is screaming at the moment, when the the world is causing confusion, when the world feels like it's all upside down, We have Jesus Christ. And that's what I wanna encourage us today is that we come back to the simple message of Jesus Christ. When the world is screaming, when Facebook is screaming, we stop and we get into the presence of God and we carry the hope, the true message of Jesus Christ. He is the one that brings life. He is the one that brings true peace. Often in the Bible, and that's what we're going to explore a little bit today, is God is referred to as the Good Shepherd. So let's just look at a couple of verses at the moment. So John 10 verse 11, it says this, and you can um, find it up on the screen behind us on the big Bible or in your own hands. But it says this, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Verse 12, but a hireling He who is not the shepherd, one who does not know the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. And the shepherd sees and knows his sheep and his sheep know him. Now, David, before he became king, he was a young shepherd boy. Maybe you heard about him in Sunday school and maybe you heard the story of him when he slayed Goliath. But this young man was a shepherd. A shepherd was one of the most lowliest jobs of the times. But he was just out and about in the fields looking after these sheep and spending a lot of time out there directing them, looking after all of their needs and caring for them. 
And I feel in this time that young David would have experienced God and got to know God as the heavenly father and as the good shepherd. And we're going to read in a moment the verse from Psalms 23 because King or David, he wrote this beautiful Psalms. But well, young David, before he was king, there was a time in his life where he was anointed and that king, um, the prophet Samuel came and anointed him. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But this young man, he wrote this Psalms and let's read it and maybe you know it off by heart and there's many different versions, whatever translation you're reading. But young David, he got to learn and know the good shepherd. And he said this, "'The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing.'" He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though though I walk through the darkest valleys, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In verse five, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So young David, he would have learned and discovered more of who this good shepherd is. And when we look at the practical reasons, and as I was reading about um, David and how he was a shepherd out in the fields and, and how our heavenly father is our good shepherd, I was like, why would a shepherd have to anoint his sheep with oil? So as you do, as you start looking and you explore and you're like, okay, what's the practical reasons why a shepherd would have to anoint his sheep with oil? So in biblical times, this was a a way that they would care for their sheep. And I imagine that it would have gone on for centuries and over time, it's been adapted to how they care and anoint their sheep and look after their sheep. But there was a reasoning why they would practically anoint their sheep with oil. And that's what we're going to look at now. And you might think, oh, some of these things are a little bit disgusting and gross. I'll just warn you now, some things are, but there's no images, so don't worry. But why would they practically anoint their sheep? Why would David have anointed his sheep in the paddocks with oil? So let's have a look now. One, to stop the sheep from headbutting. So obviously there's sheep, they're all out in the fields, they're all um, flocking together. Um, But the shepherds would anoint their sheep with oil to prevent headbutting because the sheep would get into a lot of fights and they'd be like, you know, just picture two big rams, two horns coming at each other. And the shepherds would do this because when the, um, the sheep would barge at each other or the rams would go for each other, what would happen is the oil would be so slippery that they would glide off and they couldn't like get into locks and things like that. So the shepherd would anoint the sheep with oil to prevent headlocking. Because obviously if there's fights going on, what would happen is some of the sheep would die. So the shepherds would anoint their sheep with oil to have it all greasy and slimy and oily so then the sheep couldn't have as many fights with each other. And you might be asking, okay, Rachel, how does that apply to me today? I am so glad that you asked, so thank you. But when we get anointed with oil, in our lives, we're going to be headbutting 
with different people. We're going to be headbutting with each other. We're going to be headbutting with different cultures, with different religions. We're going to be headbutting with the enemy because there's a spiritual war that goes on around us and you may not be aware of this spiritual war that goes on around us. But when we anoint ourselves or God or anointed with oil and we walk in His presence and we walk in His anointing, when the words and the fires come off us, they must glide off and they must slide off and they must flee. When the enemy and you're stepping out of your house and the enemy is coming at you and you're heading into work and there's moments of encounter where you're, you know, cross culture with what your values are. But when you step into there and you step out of your house and you're like, Lord, I walk in the anointing. I walk in the calling that you have got me. The enemy, you know what? He's not going to be able to interlock horns with you because you are anointed with the oil of the Lord. And as you step into those environments, he must flee. You know, it's not just an instant, you know, today we're going to be anointing people with oil. It's not just a one-off moment. It's a day daily decision to say that I walk in the anointing of the Lord. It talks about in the Psalms 23, Lord, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Every day we're going to be walking into moments where there is evil and there's things going on. But when we walk in the anointing and the presence of God, enemy, you must stand back. You must flee. You know, I'm not saying that you don't listen to other people's opinions and other people's things. But when you walk in the anointing, it's just like, do you know what? I can just brush them off. You know, that person might speak negatively to me or not, or say things to me, but when you're walking in it, it's like, okay, I walk in your anointing. There may become a little bit discord or, or opinions that flow around even in this place. But do you know what? When we walk in the anointing, they can just shake right off. All right, here's another one. Why would the shepherds anoint their sheep with oil? To prevent scab and disease. So the sheep, obviously, they're in large flocks and they're all around. And these sheep would get different diseases and different scabs and, and these things would be quite contagious. So the way that it would spread was either like through mite, um, mites or lice, like not head lice, but sheep lice um, in a sense. So the, the shepherd would come and he would anoint all the different sheep and put oil on their scabs and all over their soys, sores so then it wouldn't spread between the flock. And therefore, if there was the oil on it, it was also supposed, supposedly that it would kill the different mites and the different lice. The oil, and I was thinking about it, Lord, how does this apply to us? And I was like, the oil that we walk in and the oil of the anointing, the fresh oil of God, is that He comes and He brings healing to our lives. He comes and He brings healing and He kills the parasite that comes on our lives. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. And later on it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You know when you hurt yourself as a kid or even sometimes as an adult, you've fallen over and you've scraped your knee and you sit on the stool and then your parents like, hey, I'm just going to put some Dettol on there. You know what? You know the sting is about to come and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, you know, you do that flinch and you just like don't want the, the, the Dettol to go on your sore. But the parent or your, or your husband or your wife, whoever it is, when they put that on there, they're doing it for the best interest of you. It might sting a little bit, it might hurt, but it's doing it for the best interest of you. And our Heavenly Father is the same. And that's what I loved in that verse. It's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. When we're hurt, or when we're walking in bitterness, or we're walking in past mistakes, or even other people's past mistakes, and we carry them, it's like a bit of a scab starts to form, and a little bit of disease starts to fester. But our heavenly God, He's not coming and chasing after us and saying, I'm going to put the oil on you, and I want to put that dettol on you to make you better. He leads us beside the still waters. He makes us lay down in the green pastures, and out of love, He comes and anoints the sheep. He anoints us with oil so that we can have a deep healing. You know what? That oil, if we allow it, gets into those deep crevices that no one sees or no one even knows about. And the oil can just get in and get in and get in because the Heavenly Father doesn't want um, infection or the lice to spread among the flock. And you know, sometimes with those words that we can speak, that's how infection spreads between the flock. That's how infection spreads between each other. But if we go to God, our Heavenly Father and we allow him to come and bring healing on those scabs and allow him just to come and anoint with oil. He makes us lay down in green pastures. He directs us to the still waters and he restores my soul. So that's a reason, a practical reason why the shepherd would anoint their sheep with oil so infection and disease would not fester and go around the flock. There's a verse in the Bible and it says this, because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. When you allow the anointing oil to come and believe in your heart, you are set free. Number three, why would the shepherd anoint his sheep with oil? And why would he put oil all over them? Nose flies, nose flies, beautiful. Um, You know, sometimes when you're out walking along the beach or you're walking along your street, just walking from the car to the shopping centre, whoever gets those pesky little annoying flies all over them, I hate them. We'd often um, go visit Marty's family in Morpeth and that's where all the sheep in the fields were. And often you'd go walking and the flies would just honestly constantly get all around you. And you know when you get a fly up your nose or a fly in your mouth, it's the most disgusting feeling and you're coughing and you're um, gagging and they're feral, feral little animals, aren't they? There is a reason why they are around cockroaches and flies. Um, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, but these sheep, if you can imagine it, just out in the fields, out in the paddocks and all these little flies would get around them and be buzzing around them. And what would happen is the flies would actually get up their nose. I was um, with my dog this morning and saw a little fly near his nose and he shook it off. But what would happen is that the flies would get into the sheep's nose and they would buzz around in the sheep's head. And they would also lay their eggs and produce 
produce more larvae, so the eggs would be laid and then there'd be more buzzing going around in their heads. So what would happen is if there's flies in... Can you just imagine it? Gross. If there's flies inside these sheep's head, what would happen is that the meat and the milk would be ruined, so therefore it's not good quality meat or milk anymore of the sheep. But also, which is quite interesting, is that it would literally send the sheep crazy because there's just this constant buzzing that's going on around and around and around and festering on inside to the point that some of the sheep would be ramming their heads into walls or, or, or fences because it would be sending them crazy. And I was thinking, okay, Lord, that's what the enemy wants to do to us. He wants to be this pesky little fly and get inside our head and annoy us and be speaking words that is not truth and not life. So, I mean, you can just think about it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I believe that's often what the enemy does is just speak lies and not truth. And he's speaking things like, you know what? You can't do it. You're not good enough. Don't step out and do that. You could be a complete failure. And what would everybody think? You're not good enough. Don't you know your past mistakes and the things that you did? And that's a pesky little fly that gets inside of our head. And that's what we need to stop and prevent. And when we anoint ourselves with oil or we anointed for oil today or even in ourselves and we're like, okay, God, I'm positioning myself under the anointing of you that as I step out of my home, when I'm in my home, when I'm in my workplace, I walk in the anointing of you because you have called and you have set me apart. There are so many ways that the enemy can get into our heads. And I'm only going to name a couple of them. There's the social media. The enemy can get through our heads and into our head, that pesky little fly, through the news, through different articles that we read, only listening to the voices of other people and not listening to the voice of God. Um, there are so many reasons. And I recall... Um, in 2020, when COVID first hit, um, it came out, obviously, with COVID-19. But I remember, for me, I just could not stop reading and reading and reading and reading and wondering what's going to go on, what's happening in the world. And I was so consumed in reading every news article that I could find that I actually put a limit on my phone and wrote 15-minute time limit to read the news today. And yes, you can press one minute more or, or just completely shut it off. But I thought about it, and you can't live in hindsight and you can't live in regret, but I was like, if I had spent my time reading the Word of God rather than reading the, the, the news and different things, how much more would this pesky fly not be in my head? I wouldn't be living in fear. I wouldn't be living in uncertainty. I'd be living in standing on the truth of who my living God is. So can I encourage you, maybe even in this time you're in the prayer and fasting and you've said no to social media. Do you know what? When day 14 comes up, do you know what? If you feel to keep on going so you can declutter your life, don't turn back on social media. Don't go back on. If you don't need to be reading those news articles, put limits on. Don't read it. Because if we really got into the Word of God and we got into His presence, that pesky fly, He doesn't have a voice in my head anymore. And I believe in this place that we have allowed at different times a pesky little fly to speak greater and louder than the true living God. We have to close the door. We've got to keep that window shut. See, when a sheep would come and he'd get anointed with oil, it was always for the best interest of that sheep. And large amount of oil, whether it was on the scabs to prevent the lice from the infection from spreading, 
over the face, over its head, so the flies wouldn't get up. So that on the horn, so there wasn't discord and disunity among the sheep. But the sheep would have had to position themselves. They would have allowed the cup to overflow over their lives and over their, over their bodies. And when a person comes to be humbled, and even as King David, um, before he was king, he was actually anointed three different times. One was in private when he was out in the fields and no one thought that he was good enough or that he would even be likely to be king. But he got anointed there. He got another anointed when he was in public. And then another time after with the war, well, he had a battle and he came back and he got anointed. And that time was when all the people knew that God had called and selected him to be king. And the kings and priests would be anointed because they were getting ready to be consecrated for the service that God had called for them. So when a person would be anointed, they would position themselves before the Good Shepherd and allow the anointing oil to come and overflow over their lives. Can you imagine if we were a people that every day positioned ourselves before God and said, Lord, I walk in your anointing so that I can carry out the good works that you have for me. When we um, went away a couple of weeks with our staff and our team, um, we, I shared this message briefly with them. And, um, and as we were in the lounge room and I was sharing, um, I really felt um, rather than the team start off praying for them, each individual, that each person should position themselves before God. And we literally knelt in the lounge room and each person poured out their heart towards God to say that, God, I set aside this year to You. For Marty and I, we set aside our year every year and we recommit our lives and we recommit what God has called us to do. And it's not a job that we take faint. Um, to be your pastors and your leaders, we don't just think it's this, oh, yay, we get to do it again. We're like, God, You've called us, You've selected us to do this. And as your pastors and your leaders, we don't take it lightly. We pray for You. We believe in the God-given potential for You. We believe in this city. We believe in this state. We believe that God is going to move so greatly in this time. And as we stand here today and we positioned ourselves, I'm a crier. So if you know me, I'm a crier and I'm crying. I think everyone knows cried on that evening but I believe that the team as they positioned themselves for the call that is upon their lives they didn't take it lightly and we're going to do this in a moment because I know that there's a call upon every single person in this place many are called and few are chosen there are so many invitations from God that goes out so many invitations from God but people don't either hear or they don't respond. That's why few are chosen. And in this place, and I'm gonna invite you to stand right now. We're not gonna have a time where every person can come out and kneel and, and pour out their heart and we all hear. And in a moment, we are gonna lay hands on every person that would love to be prayed for. But in a moment, I believe that God has put a call out, a call out to you. And maybe you have decided not to pick up the call or maybe you haven't yet heard. And I believe in this moment and what we're going to do, it's a bit of a faith. It's a bit of an act of saying, Lord, I choose you. I choose to consecrate this year for you. My life is yours. And what we're going to do is I'm going to count to three. And if you are a person in this place that says, yes, I surrender my life to you. 
Maybe this is the first time in your life that you've ever said yes to Jesus. Maybe you have walked with God for many, many years, but you've forgotten about your deep relationship with Him or even forgotten about the call that is on your life. But if you say yes to Jesus, what I want you to do is sign of surrender and say yes to Him and allow the fresh anointing, the good oil of the Lord to come and flow over your lives. And if you're in that position right now, I want you to position yourself and say yes to Jesus. Are we ready, church? One, two, three. If you're in this place right now with your hands lifted, Lord, this year is yours, that I walk in the calling and the anointing that is upon my life, Lord. That God, fewer, many are called and fewer chosen, but today, Lord, I put on my hearing. I I put on my Holy Spirit ears and I hear the voice of the Lord. That, Lord, I lay aside every hurt that may have occurred in the past and I allow your anointing to come and flow into those deep crevices. Lord, I pray that your anointing will come over the horns or the ram's oil, but Lord, as it comes, that then no discord or disunity will occur. That as the enemy comes to headbutt at at us, that Lord, we walk in the anointing of You and He must flee in Jesus' Name. Lord, I just thank You, Lord, over every person in this place. They are called, they are set apart and they are chosen by You in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, let Your anointing, Your fresh oil come and flow. Lord, I pray, Father God, that Your voice is here and it's speaking deep into hearts and deep into lives today.